Mulak. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I am mine. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. This is shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Charlie, from Gimme Back My Action Movies. Joined, as always, with my co-host, Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello. There he is. Nate, it's the beginning of a very special month for us. A very, very special month. And we told we told everybody what it was in the last episode, which is not something we normally do. Normally, we nope, like to surprise. We want to give you a little tease, and little this is tease. where we're starting out. And we are going into space. In space. It seems that every franchise has to go into space. Why not give me back my action and give me back my horror movies? First podcast to go into space. I feel like we are. We're going to take yep. that title. Um, Take a shot, take a drink, anything, whatever. Every time That's we right. say space. Every time we say space, take a shot, which we're doing right now. So, we are beginning this journey, if you will, with a movie I've wanted to cover. Knew I would get some resistance and been holding on to it. And an interesting story that goes along with this movie is we are doing Lockout. Oh, yes. The Luc Besson produced feature with yes. the one, the only, the incredible Guy Pierce. I love Guy Pierce, man. He is so underrated. He is probably one of the most underrated actors out there right now. Yep. He He's like the perfect character actor. He really gets into his roles and I never expected him to be to bring it as much as he did in this movie. Oh, it makes perfect sense though cuz he's so good. Like in Lawless, he's such a great villain. Yeah. That to be the inverse in Lockout of being such like a a badass, you know. And then you had him as the old frail man in the Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus, uh, he's I, Memento is like yeah, God, one of the best movies ever made. Like this, so damn good. <laughs> and then you watch this, and he is like jacked all to hell. He has, I as far as I'm concerned, this movie has some of the best almost straight one-liner dialogue from him all the way oh, through the man only talks every in scene <laughs> he yeah. really does like scene stealing scene chewing like and he does it with like a smile a wink and a nod like the whole time yes. he looks like he's having a blast i need everyone else in the movie to be at that same caliber because like guy pierce is just laying waste in this movie he really is so, um, 
from the think... opening moment. <laughs> it is. So I, I just I want to jump right into this. So I say let's knock out this trailer real quick. Um, then I'll explain. We'll talk about the first times we saw this movie when we come back. Let's try that. So here yeah, we let's go. Do that. Lockout trailer. It's the world's most secure prison. It holds the planet's deadliest criminals. It's impenetrable because it's not on Earth. Do you dream while you're under? I'm going to dream about you. Shut down! He's got a gun! Mr. President? It's a takeover. My daughter is on that station. We send in one man. Oh, Snow. He was our best agent, but he's a loose cannon. Don't get me wrong, it's a dream vacation. I load up by going to space, get inside the maximum security nut house, save the president's daughter. I'm thrilled that you would think of me. What the hell are you doing? I am bringing you back from the dead. There's an apple and a gun. Don't talk to strangers. Shoot them. Can I have your attention? You want to get out of here? Our real ticket is the president's daughter. Find her. What the hell is happening here? Unless we get what we want. We're going to crash this station into the earth. Impact on the eastern seaboard in eight minutes. We're going to get out of here. Hey, you said you were sure. Don't worry. It's perfectly safe. Oh, you don't have to do that. A simple thank you is enough. Asshole. Yeah. Asshole. Asshole. Oh, man. I, God, where do I start with this movie? Oh, like you said, like, what was the first time you watched it? Then I'll, then I'll reveal mine. Okay. First time I watched this, and we've talked about it once before on the episode, was Dan and I went and watched this movie, and we both hated it. Um, straight up. We... It's kind of understandable, though. Yeah. Um, this is a movie where if you don't catch on to what it is, rather quickly you're gonna hate it well yeah i think that and i think it's a product of again we 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 stand on this milk crate of studio interference so much that someone had the bright idea to make this movie pg-13 on release and that was to its detriment 100 percent um which is funny because the movie had a budget of twenty million and it only grossed worldwide thirty two. I mean, opening weekend was six million, so it was pretty much dead in the water. Yeah, this uh, this movie and the directors have not done anything since, pretty much. No, no, no. One um, of them's done some stuff for the Viking show, which is awesome, but other than that, like no movies. No, this one. This this one's this one has a lot of odd twists and turns to it as far as production, as far as what happened after this movie came out. Um, so before we do that, I, let me do uh, my. Are you story. ready? I guess I'm ready. I have it wrote out here, and they three I gotta, sentences. Let me. You gotta make this happen. You don't um, have Steven Seagal titles. You don't have. A Roadhouse trailer or, or just Roadhouse Family Guy. This Wait, is all one hundred percent you. What? Um, that's not what we talked about at all. Uh, I 
I thought I thought I'd get to use Steven Seagal titles in all of my synopsis. Oh, oh, I misunderstood. I misunderstood. I think go for it. Go for it. You got this, bud. No, I didn't do that. It's fine. Ah, damn. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> all right, Nate. Here is my three sentence oh, non Seagal. Non Seagal. Non cop out. <laughs> I wrote. You had these. to write this. I wrote these. So here we go. A man convicted of a crime he didn't commit. Sent to save the president's daughter from a prison overrun by the worst of the worst. Wait, haven't I seen this before? <laughs> uh, maybe at uh, some point. <laughs> president's daughter is always getting kidnapped, dude. That's that's normal. Yeah. Uh, it never over- happens in real life, but man, does it happen a lot. Uh, place overrun by convicts and the worst of the worst. I mean, that's that's new. That's never been but done on new. film. Never. It's new uh, to me. I I I really think. Um, now this was produced by Luke Basson, and obviously, if you have a name attached, they're always so it, it they they call it a Luke Basson film. And they I really, do, which is such a cop out. It is. Like, damn it, like. The man doesn't direct too often. There for a while, he was doing nothing but a string of kids' movies. Like mm-hmm. he's not what he was in the '90s. I'll just straight up admit that now. I had that same no. problem with From Paris with Love because he produced. Oh, that don't, one. don't, don't but, open old wounds, Nate. Damn it! Ah, the, the uh, knife is out. Damn it! Well, ah. This is not Fifth Element, you know. No, Hassan. This is no. the late 2000s. Luke this Basson is that you're late getting. 2000s, but I swear, I think someone was like, I have an idea of let's put Snake Plissken in space because John Carpenter never did it. So Surprisingly. We're now, I know that he that was the next stage he wanted to take the character was Snake Plissken was supposed to go to it's space. It's really hard to get a third movie yeah. in space. Machete, okay. I'm waiting. Yeah, come on, Rodriguez. We need come on, man. You got that. You got that boba money now. You would be in our month of space if you had done that, man. Come on. I wouldn't be starting with lockout. I might have started with lockout. So, um, but no. And everyone's like, "Why are we all of a sudden talking about Escape from New York?" Uh, That's because this movie is Escape from New York in space. I feel like someone was like, "I want to see this movie," and John Carpenter's not doing it, so we're gonna go do it. Change up the names a little bit. Maybe no one will notice. Snake to snow. Snake to snow. No <laughs> one will put two and two together. Uh, president's daughter gets kidnapped. Well, they kind of did that in uh, Escape from L.A. But uh, some, somebody <laughs> noticed, and it was John Carpenter himself, and sued the production in a French court and won. And they ended up having to pay like four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah. It was like a couple years after the movie came out, which is really weird too. It wasn't like this came out in two thousand twelve. I think the lawsuit happened in twenty fifteen or something like so, that. It was somewhere around there. Yeah, it I was, probably uh, didn't see the movie till like twenty fifteen or something like that. I w- we went to theater and watched it, and then I know I rented it one time after because I'm like, I'm gonna give this movie another shot. And I rented it, and I went, no, I don't like this movie at all. Now let's fast forward to 
2021. Yeah, it was last year. Netflix got this movie. And I'm in the shop going, I just want something on in the background. I don't care what it is. I was I was doing something where I couldn't really pay attention. And Lockout was just added. And I was like, nah, screw it. I may hate this movie, but I'm just going to throw it on. I couldn't stop watching it. I hmm, was something like, clicked. something clicked. It was Guy Pierce. I Guy paid Pierce more. <laughs> I paid more attention to Guy Pierce, and went, "Holy shit! This guy's lines, his demeanor, the way he just has this I don't give a shit attitude the entire movie." But he's bringing it. It's not like I don't give a shit that I'm in this movie. It's his character doesn't give it. It's very Snake Plissken. So that's that's an obvious thing. And so I watch it, and then I realize I love the villains in this movie. They they are fantastic, especially the the main the main one to us, but not the main one in the movie, which is yeah. very weird. Um, and I watched it, and since it's came out on Netflix, I've probably watched it like ten times. Interesting. I, yeah, and very interesting. When Nate and I talked about doing this, because Nate actually tossed it out there because we we're like, oh, we're going to go into space. So we need movies, action and horror that are based in space. There are quite a few there. We could have gone to a lot of different directions, but Nate goes, let's do lockout. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. We look it up because now we pick a movie and we look it up on Amazon, see how much it is. The DVD was only six bucks. But what was special about the DVD, Nate? Oh, apparently, like any other movie, it's unrated. We got the unrated, uncut. We had to check it out. Version of Lockout. And so you're probably going to know the differences more than me because I've only seen this movie once. So oh, yeah. I, so, I, I don't. I, I can assume the F bomb and some blood splatter was the unrated. It was almost all of the violence. So they actually did film it as an R rated movie. And then cut it down. Then it got cut down to be a PG thirteen. So there's a scene where uh, snow shoots. It's right at the beginning of the movie that a snow shoots a guy, and I remember that the camera Blood cut splatter. away. Yeah, the camera cut away as soon as he pulled the trigger. This time it goes through the guy's mouth and blood spatter on the wall, like brain and skull fragment. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's yeah, that was new. one of those when I saw it I went that has to be new <laughs> that was new and the one scene that pissed me off the first two times I watched it was the exploding ring the rope of C4 that he puts the over the guy's charge. head yeah, the breach charge In when the first time we watch it you watch him snap it around the guy's neck and the camera completely cuts away from the explosion and really never showed the aftermath. Well, they don't really show the explosion. I think there's a quick cut you get closer. Snow's reaction, but you at least see the aftermath. Yeah, you actually see the guy standing up without a head and fall down. The camera follows it. So there's more gore, basically. Yeah. So they added it feels all more of just the- an R-rated cut. This one is definitely R. This one is the version I wanted. When I first saw this, it was probably 2015, 2016. It was on Netflix at the time. I was like, I I really like Guy Pearce. I have not seen this one. 
and I came walking away of like that was good. I liked it a lot. Um, rewatching it again, I'm like man, that is a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. I've got some complaints that as I'm dissecting it as the big movie critic now that I am. You know, oh yeah, we're huge all, in the movie my, critics. Yes, definitely. Everyone like, hangs on bated breath with our I, reviews. This movie has a very specific scene very early on that it could lose the audience. And it's the highway chase scene on the bike. I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad it you is brought a it up. Very, very poorly CGI rendered scene for 2012. It is the PlayStation 1 cinematic graphics. Yeah, it's it looks bad. like a video game. It's, it's really, really bad. It's done in one take. Um, and then, like, when it ends, it cuts to, like, a, a crash and then tumble into back into the real world. Yes. Um, but I think it's done on purpose. I think it is deliberately supposed to be this cheesy and corny because the movie does not take itself seriously. But at, at the all. same time, takes itself very seriously. So I think it's this really weird wire that it walks that, what, like, if you get it, you get it. And yeah. if you don't, you're going to be like, this is a turd. What, what, what are the, the, kid, what are the kids this? saying now? This movie is very meta. You know, it it's yeah, it, it 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 knows what it is while still trying to be it's what they're depicting. Satire. It is. Um, I I feel like they were really trying to go for like what the greats have done, like Verhoeven, who was able to put out a fantastic movie that is all satire, but it's still an enjoyable action. And you know, movie. I feel like it was on purpose because later in the movie you get some like gunship battles, and that CGI is not bad for 2012. No, it's like, almost it's not like the best, but it's definitely way better than what the introduction is. So I think that introduction was supposed to be here's our cool character who is so cool. He take punches. He he quips out one liners so damn fast. Mm -hmm. And oh, what's that? He's excellent at driving a motorcycle while helicopters are chasing and shooting at him he can crash and tumble white takes no damage like hey one it is such a like cliche action guy that it works a one-wheeled motorcycle yeah it's very strange like they're well it's this it's their way of going it's their world we're in the future we are in whatever year 2079 yeah 2079 that we're depicting is you know, and there's so many explosions at the beginning of this movie. Very, uh, there's like cars flipping and rolling. He's dipping and dodging. And it, like the, the perspective of him on the bike is always changing to be the cameras far away. It's chaotic. Away, the cameras like it's all over the place. It, it really is. You're, I'm watching it last you night. see crazy taxi Dreamcast gra uh, graphics as it crashes a taxi. Yeah. You know, like. You know, watching it on Blu-ray and everything last night on, you know, a large television, I'm really picking up a lot more of that. It, it is very, I don't want to say jerky, because it's not the jerky kind of animation. No, it's like just, this isn't It's like not refined. Yeah, it's not polished. It's very boom. And then you talk about the spaceships, and we'll get to there in a little bit, because I have, I have my own thoughts on that one as it goes. And then you're right. He he falls off the bike into the building, and we're instantly snapped into reality. Everything is a is a set. Uh, he's running through the subway. It, it's all you you believe he was in a you know in an actual subway that they filmed it, 
and is being chased by the authorities. Um, so we're, we're, I like that we're tossed right into something happening. It's yeah. Uh, the movie has like a cold opening. Yeah. It's an immediate, we, we are witnessing something along the lines of, I, I like to like put it like uh, a mission impossible. You know how we used to get those, you, you would see a different mission at the very beginning of the movies. Then that kind of, was the catalyst for the rest of the movie. Whatever happens now is the reason why everything else is happening. So that he has this briefcase, he tosses it onto a train. We see him visually see a man on the train. We you know you, you instantly go, okay, they're working together. Yep, these are buddies. He, he throws it to him. He gets apprehended. Net gun, which was awesome. I did like that. That yeah, you, know, they shoot you never get to see a net gun too often. I, I bring back Not the these net days. Gun. Yeah, the net gun needs to be brought brought back net and the flamethrower and the hard target arrow rifle that shoots whatever the arrow. hell that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're we're we 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 get all this intense action, action, action right at the beginning, and now we're in an interrogation room. We get snow with. Another actor that I truly love watching his work. Oh, it's one of the, he's like the Danny Trejo. We're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Peter Stormare. <laughs> and by, I, he is one of the best versions of Satan or whatever you want to oh, call from him. Constantine. In Constantine. He played Lucifer. He played Lucifer. I love that role with him. They got it right oily slimy sleazy doing a deal just this whole thing and man he plays he's not really a villain but he is the anti-snow in this movie you yeah know? like snow is very much against the books and peter Storman is you follow the book kind of thing yeah the straight but, man yeah storm air and it's very tropey to the escape the from new york movie thing you know? i'm realizing too because this movie kind of makes a point of i'm gonna hit every trope possible yes. and i've kind of like have turned a new way of like i used to be like man that's that's kind of like the easy way out but i'm realizing there's kind of a sheer brilliance to it because it's like if you take the risk of like hey i'm gonna hit every single you know trope every cliche you it kind of works honestly um there's a cartoon on Amazon Prime, which the Dungeons and Dragons guys, uh, The Legend of Vox Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic show. And when you're watching it, you're like, man, you guys are just hitting every single damn story point cliche that you possibly could. But it like it hits like a light bulb going off with me. Like, oh, no, the, these story points are always awesome separately. You throw them in a blender and combine them. You're just getting something fun. So why yeah. not, instead of being critical of it, just shut up and enjoy it? Well, it's one of and those that's things... where I'm at with this. I'm like, I just have to turn off my brain and enjoy it. I think subconsciously, we want all of those tropes in a movie. Even if we say we want new, there's a lot of times we'll watch these kind of movies and we'll be like, if they don't do something, we feel like something's missing in the movie. Or oh, they they could have done this. They should have done yeah. that. But or like something like lockouts, it. just like nah, I'm gonna do it. Here's yeah. some one-liners. Here's a quick gunfight. Here's a him headbutting someone that he shouldn't he, be headbutting. Here is your 
hero slash anti-hero. Yeah. He, here is the guy you're following. You want to win. You want to survive. He is your Arnold Schwarzenegger, your John McClane, all of your characters put into one. Here is his mission. He has a direct mission, but he also has an underlying mission that weaves through the movie, which is, I, I, I actually love how you do that. We get his buddy in the agency that later yeah he's clearly around. been around the block for a while because he yeah. has a buddy in the agency well they, they say he's ex-cia i think at some point like he yeah, was now he's a convict because yeah. he's been charged with the murder but he says he's been wrongfully accused of of mm -hmm. like a fellow cia agent or whatever the hell frank i it's kind, yeah just frank <laughs> that's Frank's all a good him. guy he wasn't supposed to die yeah exactly everyone's mad that frank's dead yeah. Even Peter Stormare's character, the president's upset. Apparently, the president knew Frank. Everyone you know. was really good friends with Frank. Frank gets shots, and then they're like, oh, dude, not cool, guy. Not and cool. The one thing Snow. I know that they try, I, I see what they were doing was we kind of got that golden briefcase moment from Pulp Fiction. We yeah. don't know exactly what Frank knew or what Frank Frank's what was he involved with? Yeah, what yeah. was going on? We see the characters that are involved with it. We know it's it's very damning for the agency. It could bring down people. We never find out what that is, but it, we don't need to. We absolutely don't. Um, so yeah, so we 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 open up with Snow in interrogation with Rupert. I love Rupert. He's getting, I'm being hit by a man named Rupert. I'm being hit by a man named Rupert. I love <laughs> that's when you know the type of character we're getting from Snow. You know, he's he's smart ass answering questions. Uh he makes, you know, a, a your mama joke basically to the guy. You know, it's like I dated your mother or something like that. And every time he would say something, Rupert would punch him, which Rupert's just a guy that's in there like a guard. He's just a henchman. That's yeah. all he is. He's, he's a CIA <laughs> uh, mook, and he just keeps punching him. And, and Snow reacts to the punch, but he's like, ah. And then he finds out the name, and he's like, I'm being, I'm being beat up by a game that guy named Rupert? Come on. You know, you, you get I feel that. Like he even gets like a really good, like your mom joke in there. He does. He, he gets a, your mom joke on Peter Stormare saying something. Like there's just so much, like he has a cocky answer for everything. Yeah. That's that one liner smart ass. I don't respect your authority. And that's exactly what this, and he carries it on through the rest of the movie. Oh, the whole time, even after he's been hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, oh yeah 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 that he just it, it's always he's always yeah. on because he gets hit and they're like you okay like what's going on because oh you know global warming some celebrities getting a boo job congress is screwing the pooch again you know same yeah. old just anti-government every rhetoric every the whole time it's and it's great and that's that's a thing from the escape from new york and la movies no respect for the american authority Snake. I have who he was working. Yeah, for. I have no allegiance to I don't you know, he's not my president, I think is one of the lines uh, in there. I and so for him. Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> and while all this is going, we're now getting the other storyline that's following at the same time is 
the president's daughter is on a humanitarian mission up to, to space prison space now we know why this movie for this this month we are going to space there is a maximum security prison in space with Makes the sense. worst of the worst inmates 500 of the worst possible examples that they're not wandering around they're all in stasis i was gonna say what better punishment than to just put them all to sleep i guess very demolition man-esque honestly i kind of dig it (laughs) i personally i could get some sleep that sounds wonderful send me to space prison yeah so and that's kind of the fun part of this is when you're watching it you go that kind of makes sense until you find out why the president's daughter is up there because she feels like a they are testing on them for deep space exploration because of one of the uh investors in the prison she's also concerned about their mental health deep space psychosis yeah, you know what does it do hibernation sickness what is it doing to them mentally and so you're like oh i guess i should care about they're human beings still. Well, yeah, I, at the end of the day, it's the same problem that we have our own prison system here in America. Is like they're still human beings. But now, don't get me wrong, there are some real garbage ones. But there's oh, also yeah. people in there that should not be in there. Right. So it's this: everyone has an inalienable human right, and it. That's I. I kind of think that's where this movie gets somewhat clever when you start thinking of it. Is I agree with you. Then all of a sudden they snatch that away from you by going, Oh, maybe I shouldn't want this to actually exist. Maybe. And they really drive home the point later, but that's more for visual. I, I do wonder though, like, cause it's 500 prisoners, which tells me there's 500 sleeping pods, right? Yeah. So let's say there's 15 more really, really bad guys down on earth who have to get shipped up to prison. Do they have to bunk? Like they put them in the same pod. I well, I'm what I'm guessing is what front we, to bottom, front that, to front to back. That facility was huge. It's a space station. That's no moon. That's a space station. Yeah, but that also then, who builds the space prison? Is it space engineers? Well, yeah, they're all on the on space the contractors. Like you build houses, so then are you in space building the prison again or? Do you build it down on Earth and then launch the bad boy? I believe it does well, kind of like what we did. It was you send up parts and connect them up there. They actually mentioned that in here, though. There's a scene where she sees two guys outside as the shuttle is approaching the space station. And he goes, yeah, it's still under construction. There's still parts we're working on. Oh, yeah, and we got to you know, add a new wing because if yeah. there's 15 bad guys that need to come up. Then we're going to have to bunk them up and do the space budget cuts. That could be a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't want their funding getting screwed up, which is why they're not really happy she's there because of the press and everything. But, and, and then your other comment was there's the space engineers. Yes, we see them. They interact on this movie. There are space engineers up there. Honestly, if you're a hostage, I did not care about you whatsoever and did not pay attention to you. Yeah. You were just someone that was going to get killed or saved later. <laughs> So Most likely killed. We we they they have they have planned this. They they treat her very childlike in this. Is 
oh, we've set up an interview for you so you can have a scary story to go home and tell your friends and all this stuff. So they get they pull out uh, an, an inmate for her to talk to. As this is happening, we get the this is where I feel like the movie was smart for a while. Then someone went, I don't know how we get from this point to this point. And they let some chode just come up with the most ridiculous idea of how the problem happens. It's so silly because when she gets to the space station, they take everyone's weapons, the Secret Service weapons. And, of course, there's one Secret Service badass who's like, oh, you're not going to get my ankle gun. Yeah, my ankle gun. He pulls it out of its holster, puts it back in, and the camera shows him like, I'm not giving it up. There's two guards (laughs) behind uh... him. Very sneaky. That's yeah. why I'm in the Secret Service. There we were, also call it the Sneaky Service. There were two guards behind this man facing him. I'm like, they're not very observant, are they? Those guys just kind of let that happen, or they're mo- they're asleep. They're inept guards. <laughs> so that's the f- <laughs> we're that, guards. That's problem the first. So this this guy's name is Hawk, not H A W K either. H-O-U-K, which I was like, just make it <laughs> Hawk. Give him a mohawk like the kid on Cobra Kai. But yeah. was, he is there to protect the president's daughter. That's Emily. his job. Emily. Um, they put him in the prisoner side of the interrogation room. There's a big piece of glass separating the president's daughter from the inmate. The dumbass with a gun is put into the side with the inmate, not the president's daughter. And of all the inmates to awaken, they seriously awaken the crazy, crazy, crazy one. Three crazies. He's he's not just like the one who's like, yeah, I kind of got a stabbing problem. If I get near people, I like to stab them. It's just what I do. Sorry. I'm going to stab you, Bender. I'm going to stab you. No, they get the guy who's like, yeah, I like to kill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this, I I love this character, by the way. I mean, it's now that I watch this movie more and more, he is my favorite in this movie. And so the Secret Service guy starts antagonizing him. Because the guy won't answer the questions directly. Because you immediately this this inmate is enamored by the president's daughter, which it's Maggie Grace. Yeah, who can blame him? And so he's he's he's, he's saying little snide, slimy remarks to her. And the secret it series- was at this point in the movie, I went, I'm going to turn on the subtitles because he has a very thick Irish accent. I went, oh, I have yeah. no idea what he is saying. Oh, he sounded like Brad Pitt from Snatch. You exactly. Know, it's Pettywinkle Blue. You know, you like dogs. Um, and so Hawk decides to manhandle this prisoner. The other guards just in there like, I'm not getting involved. No, no, he wants to get the crazy, crazy, crazy one. That's on him. Slams the guy's head onto the table and somehow, while cuffed, the guy was able to reach down and pull the uh, Secret Service guy's gun out of his ankle holster without him knowing until the, the convict shows him and goes, you know what I also did while I was out? 
I was a pickpocket and pulls the gun and unloads it on not, yeah. not Hawk. He shoots the other guard that's just standing there minding his own damn thing. Yeah, the guy was just like, ah, oh, dude, I was just trying to collect my pension. That's all. Oh. <laughs> and then he shoots the window that's separating the two of them and an explosion happens. As windows do in space. What? <laughs> so this parts of... Where I have an annoyance. The prison is t- entitled MS1. And I'm like, why not just call it Space Prison? Right? Yeah. It's a cool name. Yeah. I mean, MS1's too, like, official and government. I just want it to be called Space Prison. I mean, it's maximum you security get one is what, Quentin, I'm saying, what I'm thinking. Or you yeah. get sent to Space Prison. That way, if you're on a jury and you're about to sentence a person, you're like, oh, no, we're sending this guy to space prison maybe maybe it stands for maximum space one Ooh, there you go yeah i fixed it i fixed it <laughs> so he breaks free chases uh emily around somehow ends up in the main hub of the prison with all of the controls for the entire space station yeah he then decides to just unleash all the prisoners which they all instantly go into fight mode there's not a single one when that wakes up and go whoa where the hell am i where's i need some i need coffee space prison's a thing anybody got any coffee or do like the austin powers where like the one guy just has to pee for three minutes oh well, I felt I always felt bad for the one guy that like stumbles and falls over the yeah, handrail. like that guy is just a dude who woke up like any of us would, and <laughs> rubbing like... his eyes, <laughs> and he falls over the handrail into like nothingness. He it's... never even gets to enjoy space prison vacation. Although I think he got the most, you know, the safest way out because I mean the these people start beating the shit out of each other, like. Yeah. Where did all like, these weapons come from? They're beating the hell out of <laughs> Space race war, I guess. Race war! <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, it's cool. It's an awesome segment. You know, it's, you know. It sets gets, up what it needs to do. That's it sets what the story up what it is. Needs we need to. our prisoners to be free. Yeah. And it turns out our crazy maniac has a brother who was also stationed on the same space prison. Yeah. And we get. We, we're not, we, it's not un, unveiled to us till later in the movie, but basically it's, these two are brothers. He's like the leader I mean, it's guy. clear as day, though. They both have this thick Irish accent. It's like, yeah, if they're not brothers, then you're making this huge they were, assumption well, that, that or they Irish were like know each other. In the same gang or something, I guess, is yeah. what they were trying to get people to understand. It's clearly like the way they are instantly like, you idiot, you yeah. numbskull. Like, all oh, these guys are brothers. And then they had like Roman Reigns light running around with them behind them as the other yeah, they helper did. guy. I don't even know what that guy's name is, but he's I don't just know. Re- he's just guy with a shotgun. He reminded me of Roman Reigns the whole time. <laughs> or uh was it Rob Truly or whatever from uh Metallica? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just this <laughs> this hulking guy with a shotgun and real long, long black, black hair. hair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And even then I'm like, all right, let's say this happened and the president's daughter wasn't in space prison. You could honestly just like leave them alone. Oh, I I really feel like that I is. I feel the, like that's just something that America would do. Be like, well, 
We're just going to write that one off as a loss. They they actually talk about that. They go, it was like, even she says, I'm the reason everyone's still alive. But yeah. they were even contemplating, like, let's just blow it up. But they were like, well, we can't because of the president's daughter. You know, and it's like, I yeah, I could see that would have been the, the easiest answer. Um, and then I like, the, if I remember, again, the first time I watched this, we see all this happening in space prison. What we don't realize is there's a space police force just down the road a little bit. There was a space force. <laughs> it's space force in another <laughs> space station separate from the prison that have cop car spaceships. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I was like, of course, of course they do. What Between Earth and space prison is... Uh, state police headquarters that's on the side of the freeway that's <laughs> pretty much what it felt like, but like the prisoners don't realize like how important of a hostage they have just yet by having the president's daughter there because she no. is now dressed up as a doctor in a lab coat to kind of like protect herself yeah she got shot in the there's leg. a bunch of other just nameless hostages that she's you know becoming friends with that get yeah. shot Hawk and is still alive. The guy that Hawk caused all the problems is still uh, alive. Him being like, I guess, boss level security guard, you'd think the prisoners just like kill him off real quickly. You would think the giant dude in a suit, maybe not let that guy still be alive. Yeah, he's keep, in a suit. <laughs> yeah, keep the nerdy guys in lab coats around because obviously you need help running this place, which again, they do that. It's a trope you totally expected. We need smart guys to tell us how to work everything in this yeah. futuristic prison. And I love all that. So before we get too far into that, we need to go back to Snow. Snow has been convicted of murder, sentenced to MS1 with no trial whatsoever. They're yeah, just like, he really gets a raw deal. Strohmare's like, yep, uh, you're guilty. And we're sending you up there. And again, Snow has this like, well, I'm just glad of all my uh, amendment rights are being respected and, yeah. you know, <laughs> fair trials and stuff. But you know what? I'm looking forward to the to the rest, to the to the to the peace and quiet of being in stasis. He goes, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and obviously we need that moment of, uh oh, the president's daughter's been captured. President's daughter's been kidnapped. There's well, only one person we can send. Yeah. It, we need to make sure it's a secret mission that no one knows about, and he can get in and out. <laughs> and we just happen to have him. We have him. In custody. <laughs> and I love it because they're like, we could send one man, one with very specific orders to get Emily out. And they're <laughs> like, the president's like, well, who is it? And it yeah. cuts over the snow. He's like, I'd rather castrate myself with blunt rocks. Like, he does not want to go on this mission whatsoever. But he says, like, I really appreciate you thinking about me for this mission. <laughs> well, even when they're like, they're like, no, nah, we can't do this. He goes, all right, I'm happy not to go. And they're like, no, you're going. He went, okay, I'm going. <laughs> the whole thing leading up to him getting on Space Station is him just like, ah, whatever. I don't want to do it, but I'll go, I guess. I'll do and it. <laughs> and again, we get that underlying thread of from the beginning of the movie, his partner is on ms1 he was captured after he hid the briefcase yes because so, this one insider is letting him know like hey yeah. 
your buddy Mace, he's up there. Yeah, he's up there. You want to take this mission. That way he can clear um, your name. Immediately goes, nah, I'm just kidding. I'll go. As soon as they say Mace is up, or he doesn't say it, it's written on the guy's cup. He goes, nah, I changed my mind. I'll go. Yeah, sure. Why not? That would immediately throw up alarm bells going, wait a minute. Wait, why why do you want to suddenly go? Yeah. (laughs) Why the change of heart, Snow? And I, I... I, I think something was cut or edited. My guess is they were preparing him for stasis because they show him on an operating table and they inject him with something. And then he's still reacting to whatever they gave him because he's got like jelly legs until he gets up on the police That's force station. Space shots. That's what you got to get space in shots. order to go to space. Make sure you don't bring Earth diseases to space. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, did you see the guy (laughs) spraying the uh, little aerosol spray can when they all came into the uh, space prison when they got off the shuttle? They're like, well, we just got to make sure everything's okay. And that guy's just spritzing. He's like, no space COVID here. Not in in the space COVID. (laughs) But not even on or directly at the people that came on, just up in the air. Like he was well, just in the, the ventilation shaft will then take it and spread it throughout the prison. You'd think that'd be automated. You'd think that would be like a pipe. Oh no, space the... prison engineers didn't really think everything through. Just like all engineers usually don't think things through. <laughs> spritz, spritz. That's <laughs> what it was. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think before we get to yeah snow being on the prison, we should take a commercial break. I agree. And then we'll come back because now that's when our boy is in space yeah now everything else is in space i hope you have nothing but space commercials i don't know there's now a look on your face of oh man i should have done nothing but space commercials i'm talking tang i'm talking space ice cream i'm talking space the final frontier uh well i guess you'll just have to wait and see what i did for our space space commercial break G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews, to action figure expertise. This trio does it all, and all they ask is, Give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. When Gemini 4 first launched men into space, Tang Instant Breakfast Drink went with them. Since then, people everywhere have launched the day with Tang. Because nothing fuels up your family like a nutritious breakfast in Tang. Tang has a fresh orange taste, a full day's supply of vitamin C in every glass. And it costs about one-third less than orange juice. From Gemini to the shuttle to Earth families. Great mornings have taken off with Tang. Launch your day with the goodness of Tang. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. 
And don't forget about the monthly contest and Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Countdown. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, stopping and running. Now back to G.I. Joe. It's about spacey as I could get it, Nate. Space. It's space. Did G.I. Joe ever go to space? I can't remember. They had a space shuttle. I remember that. I think they did. I feel like there would have been. Yeah. That was like I, one I of know. the like big play sets. When all those DVDs were being re-released, I only think I bought like the first two or three. Did you? I think, I don't know, depending on when this comes out, uh, G.I. Joe the movie is supposed to be in theaters again for like one weekend or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I thought about it. I thought about going. Yeah, to I that. saw the thing is coming back in the theaters for its 40th anniversary. I saw that today as well. I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like I want to watch that. On, be pretty the big sweet. Screen. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, guess who else is in space? Nate. Astronaut space snow. Snow in a spacesuit. <laughs> Hanging on the side of a ship. I like that we have all this like future technology, but we still just have the regular classic astronaut suit. Well, yeah, man. You can't. Yeah, I mean. Especially now, because we do kind of get a cool one later in the movie, but this one, nah. We you do, just get... but this one's just a regular, like, this is what we drop him off in. And, of course, they see him coming in because they have space windows. Space windows, man. The bane of everyone trying to break uh, into space prison. You try to break into space prison, but you can't. Now, there's one thing that happens before all this that, even when I first watched this movie, has made me laugh out loud every time I watch it. I laughed again last night. Jackie's laughing. And that's when they have the warden, and they're dragging him to the airlock to uh, kill him and show him how we're serious and we're in charge. And the warden is trying to yell through the door that he has a bargaining chip. They have the president's daughter. And you can't quite hear him say that final part because the younger insane brother, Heidel, hits the button to eject the warden out into space. As he, yeah. <laughs> and the brother, his older brother goes, he was about to say something. And Heidel goes, yeah, he was about to say, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the facial expression and how he says that and yells it, I crack up every damn time. Well, it's like Hilded's played by Joe Gilgun, who was Cassidy in Preacher. Yeah. I immediately have not finished Preacher, but man, he is like the perfect role to play Cassidy. I so like watched like three episodes of that. I was still pissed they didn't just let him go on a channel that was just all go 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 nuts go gore go nudity from what i've seen in the second season i mean it gets pretty crazy with the gore but it's still like AMC. It, it's one of the yeah like it's amazing what they get away with on amc yeah but i just i never finished it that was my problem i i read the entire run of preacher that comic is unforgiving they cross oh, no no you would have to do hbo if you want to do yeah the comic, they cross but... every line that 
there's I, yeah i know amc did walking dead and they could there's a lot of gore in that television show but i was like man if you, you're you're trying to do preacher i mean preacher and literally even like the first season is literally a prequel to the very first volume which is very strange so yeah. season two is technically where volume one starts yeah. but <laughs> I, this guy as cassidy i feel like was perfect yeah yeah I, he it's basically Cassidy in space. He's got that little. squirrel energy. Very squirrel on meth, one dead eyeball, you know, <laughs> and that's your villain. He, the way he talks to himself or he talks very calmly and then loses his mind, you know, this, this guy steal, if it guy Pierce best scene stealing though, that really takes the cake is Joe Gilgum, you know, Heidel. I love this character in the movie. So now that we have gotten into the space station, that's where we got into the fight that you had talked about earlier, where it's like instantly he gets attacked by a big dude and he has yeah. to wrap that breach charge around his head, you know, blows his head up. Now the president's daughter and Hawk don't realize that the president has sent someone in to save them. Right. So, that's when she instantly hits him in the head with the fire extinguisher and gets away and runs away, which I'm like, this guy literally just killed a guy that was trying to kill you. And he's not wearing a jumpsuit. He's not wearing a bright orange <laughs> prison outfit. She immediately Maybe hits this guy he's in on the your head. side. <laughs> nope. They run away, lock themselves essentially in a broom closet, which I thought, again, here comes Hawk to the rescue. Okay. I was confused by that because they locked themselves in the broom closet. He then shoots the panel, which then starts to bring nitrogen into the room. Apparently, he hit something when he shot in the wall. So, I mean, conduits and all kinds of stuff is running around. But now it's like, Snow has to get to them in like yeah. three minutes or they're dead. My other thought was if that room was so airtight, maybe that's why nitrogen was building up. But I was like, why would you have an airtight I was vacuum trying to figure room? Out why would you have nitrogen on a space prison? Again, Did they not watch Terminator 2? You just don't like leave that stuff lying around. Well, yeah, that's it's fine. But <laughs> again, they got to a point where they go, how do we get from here to here in the story? And they gave it to Bob in accounting to fill in the blank. Uh, what, what if there was like nitrogen in the room? And what like what if what really if sick? What if this uh, secret agent who caused all the problem shoots the lock, causes, he causes another more problems. problems? So now she's bleeding and running out of oxygen. But then we give him a hero moment to shoot himself, and she gets an extra minute of air. But it's like literally only a few more seconds, and uh, Snow breaches a hole into the room. But she's now technically dead, and he has to bring her back to life. With a shot to the eyeball. And you see eyeball stuff. Here's the eyeball. I was like, this is not a horror movie. Why are you showing me this? The lens yeah. dips in like oh. the, just before it pops. So gross. 
And they're like, don't worry, it's self-guiding. I'm like, how? He's holding it in his hand. Yeah, I got lit real shaky hands. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, <laughs> feel like oh, that's her cheekbone. Tattooing her face. And <laughs> defibrillates her, sh- puts a shot in her eye, and then has to give mouth to mouth. And she immediately wakes up and smacks him again. Is upset with him. <laughs> Understandable. She is very antagonistic to this guy immediately. She gets a lot of like shots throughout this entire movie, I feel like. Oh, God. that I love that. This is, uh, so it saves her. They get out. They're in the walls. They have now, the prisoners have now figured out they have a hostage that's worth having. It's the president's daughter. They find some kind of information on the ship that tells them that. Then we get to what I call the uh, under siege Steven Seagal trope is they end up in a room and instead of Seagal when he's making the bomb and he's got the girl like whining the entire time when he tries to lock her in the locker. Yeah. Is now we have snow trying to stop the bleeding on Emily's leg, but she won't shut up. It is such an under siege like moment. It totally is. Yeah. And well, it's. Like- I don't know. I think Maggie Grace is so charming that she isn't like annoying in this movie at no, all. No, like, I don't. She, you, you see a really cool arc with her. I, I'm a fan of Maggie Grace. I've liked the movies that she's done before. Even some of her smaller ones. She has a very small role in Faster with The Rock and Billy that? Bob. It's been yeah. so long since I've seen that. We're going to have to cover she it. She is the professional assassin's girlfriend. Um, okay. Because he's the one that he keeps talking about wanting to marry. Um, a super small, underrated role, but it's Maggie Grace. And, you know, she's the girl from Taken. She's yep. uh, Liam Neeson's she's daughter. She's the one that those. gets Taken. Taken. I have a specific set of skills. Um, but, no, and then we get, like Nate's talking about, where we feel like she gets a thousand shots. She does, just about in this scene, because they're trying to dress the wound and Snow's over there concocting something in a, in a needle and gets her riled up, which I love. Like, gets her like, I don't like you, and stabs it in her leg. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, that'll take care of the bleeding. She's, like, mad, gets yelling at him again. He makes another shot, stabs it in her leg, goes, that'll take care of the nerve endings in the area for the for 24 hours. Would you like one in your mouth now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's just being so rude the whole time. And then he's like, all right, you're good to go. You go do this because, like, he now knows where Mace is at. Yep. He wants to go find his buddy. He so he's saved like, Here, her. Take this compass. There's no north in space. Just, uh, <laughs> there's the escape pod. Go take it. So good, uh, good to meet you. The total escape from New York is back again because it's a wrist map that he wears on his wrist, just yep. like the wrist. Locator. I'm surprised they didn't find a way to put a hologram I'm of snow you, into this. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> and he uh, he hands her. He goes, "Here's an apple, and it's a apple juice uh, and a shotgun. An here's a gun. Don't, Don't talk, talk, to, talk strangers. to strangers. Shoot them." <laughs> <laughs> Best line in the movie. <laughs> I love that line. And, and it's a space apple, so it's like an apple in a Capri Sun package. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's astronaut food, and they keep that going too because uh, the one guy's drinking a milk that's space food pouch later on <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, a caprice milk is what I called it. <laughs> Capri milk. 
Um, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not drinking milk out of that. I'm not going to drink milk out of a bag. I'm still I'm like, sorry. I'm still kind of grossed out that places like Canada and places got uh, bag of milk. I didn't get bag of milk in school. Uh, we got no. cartons. Yeah, we got cartons. That's we what had we good do. old cardboard for our yeah. milk. And you recycle that cardboard like a good person. That's right. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Now uh, they announce over the speakers that they know where she that they know who she is. They're looking for her. snows like so now. Crap. We have the reluctant like. All right, come with me. Now you're now I'm stuck with you. Now I don't remember even though I just watched it how we get into this, but it leads into an anti-gravity fight. Okay, that was awesome, but underutilized. The anti-gravity fight was before he saves Maggie. Was he it? Has... Hold on. You know what? It might be. I think it was his way to get to her. To give her a million different shots. It was. Yeah, because he's crawling through the Jeffrey tubes like well, Star we can't Trek. can't gloss over the anti-gravity fight. Because no, because. In classic fashion where you got a bunch of stuff that's underneath and you got to get to the other area. But the stuff that's underneath you is what gives you gra- like no gravity. So you got to float to it. Yeah, it's it's the sci-fi trope now. It's yeah. the, It's literally Star Trek. They are in tubes that run through the prison. There is a gr- something that generates what I'm guessing is like centrifugal force. Yeah, it generates I think it's to gravity. Keep the, the ship, the space prison, afloat. Yeah, but whatever he's get it from is. This ventilation shaft to across the other one. There's no bridge, so he has to float over to it. Yeah, and of and course, a, a someone tackles him from behind, and they get into a brawl. Yeah, which they, is awesome. I just hate that it ends in a gunshot because then the gravity gets shut off. So then they start to fall. He's got a a rope attached. That way he won't fall. Die hard moment. Yeah. He just shoots the guy and then falls into the pit. And then uh, inexplicably, they're able to turn it back on, which propels him forward back into the hole he needed to be in. Hey, that's science, man. In space. Science. I like this movie. I'm just going to say. I I now like this movie. I just realized that there was a lot to critically point out. Yeah. You just got to have fun with it. Now he's on a mission to find Mace, which I'm again, another part that I'm confused. He knows what cell Mace was in, yet everyone has been set free. And he has to be aware that everyone is going to be like. The guy yawning and, you know, putting his fingers in his eyes, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, he's like, uh, maybe he stayed near his uh, uh, shuttle or hatch or whatever it was he was inside of. But again, lazy writing. We need to get a reason for them to be in disguise. And I, I swear someone didn't like Maggie Grace for this scene. I did not like this scene at all. Like, I do not remember it. I must have like <laughs> blocked it out. It was uncomfortable. It's it, it's violently forceful because he tells her she has to be in disguise, which makes sense. It does. Can't it's have a, a good girl idea. walking around. He mixes this concoction of motor oil, coffee, toilet water from the toilet, and cigarette ash to dye her hair. She is 
adamantly saying no. And the camera cuts to him on top of her rubbing this crap in her hair and a pair of scissors in his mouth. It's almost even more disturbing because you don't see her at all. No, you see the struggle. So now your imagination is at play of her struggling and having this. And it's just like, I don't know. I, it was one of those like, I could have done without this. <laughs> but you feel better once she pops up. You know, she's, you know, in the outfit she was in earlier. And yeah, now her hair is just for a chopped split up. Second, and then he punches her and he's like, hey, it's just strictly cosmetic. It's strictly for cosmetics. Now you look real tough. It was just like, yeah. oh, it makes you look oh, tough. But you just no. hit a chick. Yeah. But again, there's that moment of snow. Yeah, you have to like him, but he's not supposed to be a likable guy. You know, that whole thing of, you know, he can be a son of a he's bitch if he wants to be. Yeah. They I go like they go, go into what the the yard I'm space guessing, yard. Yeah. They would have never designed a yard because they were all supposed to be asleep. But yet there's this big open area. <laughs> For them to congregate in. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, <laughs> they're just casually walking around so they get to a point where you have the one dude who will not let them pass into the next section of the yard. Diablo from Suicide Squad. Is I was going to say, saying. I thought he was Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> a mix of both. He was. He, he was, like, the really big guy from 300, Xerxes. Yep. But then he has the face tattoo like Diablo or the Joker. It's one of, of those where like, I saw it with the teeth tattoo. I was like, ah, that's that's such a stupid Suicide Squad yeah. Joker. And but then yeah, it's it Diablo gets... as well. Like it's at the end of the day, it's it's really dumb. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the of course we're gonna make a prison rape joke. Uh, you know, that your yeah. your boyfriend there's real pretty. Do you think he'd like me? And all this, or does he like to party? And he goes, yeah, like 1999. I was like, oh. And he's like, that's not the password. I was like, I didn't even know we were in a password situation right are we, now. Are we playing password? <laughs> What's going on? And then Snow with a headbutt. I mean, you know, Snow, when he fights, is very powerful. I do like that. Like, he, oh, he yeah. hits with some, some ass behind him. They run through, and again, Lazy writing again. Maces just happens to be wandering around behind the door they run to. Yep. And he's Mace, there. And he's not the same Mace that he remembers. Nope. Mace has spi- space psychosis. He has lost his mind and he is wandering around like a vegetable, muttering nonsensical words. And so. Snow's trying to like, hey, where's where'd you put the briefcase? I'm here to rescue you. Da, 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 da. And keeps saying like lullaby. I lullaby. See you. lullaby. I see you. Uh, I touched myself when I was in school, and the teacher told me not the, to. The nurse told me, or not the the nun. Uh, the or nun apparently nun was a Mary. Catholic. Yeah. Uh, sister, Sister Mary said yeah. that I'm not supposed to do that. I was like, that's just. It was also random, but then it served a purpose because then it's like, this is why Emily is here to prove that this psychosis state is not yeah. good for so they bring the, the brain that back around, which is smart writing. I like. Yeah, because it's like, oh, she is on a uh, humanitarian. Is that the word? Yeah. Humanitarian mission. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they do that. They are now being chased by literally everyone. Um, now they're trying to decide the people 
are still trying to figure out what to do. Um, is snow going to like get the daughter out of there? There yeah, snows focusing on spring. He's like, dude, I need to know where the suitcase is. Yeah. Mace knows where it is, but he's got dementia. And then that's when we get uh, at kind of a heartbreaking scene. Very, this very was quickly. Tough. This was tough. Yeah. He just finds him. And then uh, while they're being chased, they're shutting down bulkhead doors and they get separated and Mace gets stuck on a spot um, because isn't it that a breach happens and that's why the bulkheads. So it's opening yeah, up in the space breach ends up happening. So you got like space debris now hitting space prison. Yeah. And the bulkhead closes in between them and Mace is at the doorway Snow's trying to break the door free, but Maggie Grace's character, Emily, is watching Mace. And he says the last few things, basically, they're they're what she needs to know to figure out the end of the movie, you know, the passwords and stuff. It's like a she figures out the the puzzle. He yeah. wasn't rambling. He was actually saying stuff with a purpose. But he couldn't. And this is all happening know. when Snow is off screen because he's trying to find something to yeah. you know pry the door open and because they're yelling at mace like dude press the emergency lock unlock button there's an un- emergency unlock button but he just he, he can't just, comprehend and follow yeah and then the debris ends up hitting breaching and, and then we we get a we get a scene of snow face to face with mace through the glass and he freezes and i mean it's pretty drawn out you know for the way they did it I was. Uh, I think some of this is actually part of the edited. I don't remember it being this long. Either do I, and I, I definitely feel like it was to make it more impactful. Impact. Yeah. And what's crazy is like because this movie isn't on the run movie, it's constantly going. So you get this little moment of a break, and then we're right back into moving where they instantly see on a monitor or hear an overhead from Heidel like. I need to know where you're at or every time you don't tell me every second, three seconds, I'm going to kill a hostage. Yeah. Like he does not care. He doesn't care. Um, He, uh, he has a confrontation with his brother finally because Heidel's just losing his shit and his brother is protective of him, but he's also like, I'm not dealing with your nonsense right now. He's kind of like, take it down a notch, bud. Yeah. We have a situation. There's a big picture here, and you're not seeing it. He finally gets to this point. They they capture Maggie Grace's character, and he's using her as a bargaining chip. And she she's like, "I'm not doing that." Just she tells her dad, "Blow up the space station," you know. Yeah, do it. She's like, because we have to preface this. So after she's given her position away. And Heidel's just laid waste to all of these hostages. And Snow's like, dude, told you that was going to happen. Yeah, I had a hard time believing she was going to be naive enough to believe that. And so did he. Um, he's like, they were already dead. So they're instantly back on the run. Because like I said, this movie's constantly run, 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 yep. you know. And they get into another room. And that's kind of where it proves her theory that they've been using these prisoners as a science experiment, right? Yeah, they see prisoners with their heads cut open. Yeah, like their brains like missing. Open. Yeah. And she's like, this is the evidence that we need. And, of course, because they're distracted in that movie trope, the bad guys have the room surrounded, and they instantly have a shotgun pointed to the back of snow. Yeah. 
But, eh, but what I love about this is you get to see how powerful Snow is. I love this this sequence. This is he's literally got a shotgun to the back of Snow's head, and Snow, you kind of see like you almost expect him to give up, and he doesn't. He like no. lightning quick spins around knocks the gun away and i think he ends up shooting one of the other yeah guys he allows alex to shoot one of the other guys and then right hooks alex in the face yeah it was badass goes to grab then he his... starts to run his gun to get his gun because it's in the other area of yeah. the room and alex pops up and shoots snow which i think from the blowback we see it hits the rifle but it's... yeah it was definitely entitled like meant to be the rifle gets hit and that's what throws him yeah down like a shaft basically. yeah it's like an elevator some kind of conduit shaft he and i mean he there falls down a space away. Vent. yeah yeah space vent and, and he falls down 20 space feet oh lord i wouldn't want to fell on his back you know yeah. air, wind's knocked out of him he's knocked out now they have emily and now he that's tries to where go she tells her dad everyone's dead blow up the ship yeah, which Just is kind of wild. I mean, that you're, you know, they're wanting her to go, yes, they capture me, come save me, daddy. You know, turn off whatever plan of attack you have. And she's like, nope. Because even if someone's still alive of a hostage, she now knows that they're all part of this, like, experiment on the convicts. Yeah. And she's just seen it like, look. If these guys do find a way to get off, it's going to be bad. But there's just me. I'm willing to sacrifice myself because her and Snow had a dialogue piece earlier in the movie about, like, you find out who you truly are if a sacrifice has to be made. And yeah. Like, oh, he, I bet you sacrifice all your friends. He's like, and yeah, he also like treats her like she's the president's daughter, like she's a princess. Yeah. You know, he's always making quips at her about that. But um, she tells him to blow him up. Uh, the older brother loses his shit. He's like, call him back, call him back, you know, and he made this promise uh, to her saying, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to give you to my brother who he's already infatuated with her. And he doesn't, he still trying to figure out a way around it. And his brother is over it and Heidel stabs him in the chest and it's kind of wild i mean he's i was like, kind of surprised by it just because of a brother yeah. killing a brother it's not something i would expect to see but he's that messed up in the head yeah he stabs his and his brother's shocked like who's gonna protect you now you know that's that you know till even in his dying it was breath very much a you fool yeah and he falls and then he the the crazy brother turns around and shoots the the henchman, you know, the, the big guy with the long black hair. So, I mean, this guy has lost it. We get a pretty rapey scene about to happen because uh, he throws Emily up on the table, man, and he is just ready to go. She fights back a little bit. He then has her pinned up against, like, this column in the middle of the room, and he has the knife he killed his brother with in his hand, and you see him stab right at her stomach. And she reacts, which was kind of the selling point. You know? Which was cool because I did think she got stabbed. Yeah, because they slow down and they slowly pan the camera down. And there's a hand grabbed, grabbing the blade. Yeah, and that so... was awesome because it wasn't 
snow grabbing his wrist it was snow grabbing the blade the blade blood <laughs> coming out and the camera pans up his arm to to, to reveal it's snow it's Man. that hero moment you, yeah you're like the badass hero moment you're like yeah you're cheering Man, like your brother just got this right hook now you're getting the right hook. <laughs> oh, he crushes his face with that punch, man. It's like, boom, he's out, like knocked out. I love, I, again, Guy Pierce, man, do more action. Please, yeah. please give someone out there, give Guy Pierce another chance. All he, the action movies. He is the I saving honestly, grace of this movie. Wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this. It will never happen because of that whole lawsuit. <laughs> but you don't have to make it escape from la or escape from new york you escape just... from underwater <laughs> escape from hell snow goes to hell Looks hell like bound frozen over <laughs> just give me all of the snow ones but it's just like scorcher from uh, uh from tropic, tropic thunder. thunder yeah who left the fridge open <laughs> <laughs> but like i feel like his character in this I enjoy enough that I would like to see just in another movie. Yeah. What that action movie is in this 2079, I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Throw him in something else. Or just take that version of Guy Pierce and put him in another movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got it. Uh-oh. Space Rambo. Yeah. We I mean, just th- do space Rambo. You take Rambo four, you make it snow, and you let Sylvester Stallone sue them later. There you go. I mean, this was basically space John McClane. I mean, it it very much is. Even the front yeah. of the the Blu-ray cover is like this is Die Hard meets Blade Runner. I'm like, it ah, really just is. space isn't really fully Blade Runner, but I see what you're going with. The Blade Runner <laughs> reference had to totally be from the beginning. That was the only thing I thought Blade Runner ish. Yeah, was that futuristic <laughs> city and a unicycle motorcycle. Even but, then, though that that city isn't full cyberpunk. So no, I'm like, well, if no. it would have had full cyberpunk, it'd be like, yeah, I get it. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. But Die Hard, yeah, this was Die Hard. Uh, so yeah, they they uh, run to a room they've been told has spacesuits. That they were supposed to get into, jump out of the space station, and they'd send someone to pick them up. I was like, that was a weird line. That I don't seems know. Seems like a very specific, very dangerous uh, <laughs> rescue mission. Yeah. <laughs> but because of the damage from earlier, we've now been told that the space station is crashing into Earth and is going to get burned up in the atmosphere and is going to hit, or not burn up in the atmosphere, it's going to crash into the East Coast. So now they have to blow up the space station. The space force has a as supposed to go out there and blow it up to stop it. That's yeah, what. So now Emily they have like a total them. space battle siege happening. Now we get Star Wars, which has decent CGI, but it's Star Wars. It's they literally yes, it's Star Wars <laughs> follow two space ships through the corridors that just it's totally the Death Star. And he has to launch one torpedo, totally Luke Skywalker hitting the bullseye, to drop this bomb. I did think it was really weird when I heard Obi-Wan saying, use the Force. I was going to say, use the Space Force. Use the Space Force. (laughs) So now we have the trope cliche, there's a countdown timer 
to the end of the movie and snow and her get trapped in a room they're being chased still by the prisoners it just happens to be the room that he needed to get to which i love like he's literally just running nonstop. And, like, he's got his shotgun. He's just firing it randomly behind him. You don't even really see anyone, like, drop. But it's, like. No. It's <laughs> the Han Solo scene where they're running it from is, the stormtroopers. Oh, it is. <laughs> and he's just firing the blaster behind him indiscriminately. Hoping. <laughs> they end up in this room. Matter of fact, them getting trapped in that room with all the nitrogen, that's the trash compactor scene. They have to figure out a way to get out of the trash yeah, compactor. Turns to look- out lockout is just a new hope. <laughs> and so they get in this room and I do and it they're not hiding it. Snow turns around and goes, Oh, awesome. Like you see him yeah. realize <laughs> this is the room we're supposed to be in because he sees the spacesuits. And then plays it off like, yeah, I totally planned that. Yeah, pull that uh, one off. You're welcome, yep. princess. Because yep. she's like, what do we do? He goes, we got to get into those suits. You get in that one. <laughs> and they get into these giant Deep Star 6 looking uh, space suits and get launched out of the uh, space station right before it blows up. And it, you get even a shot of one of the spaceships going through this like tunnelish looking thing that looks like flying out of the death star from it. <laughs> and the explosion pushes them into the gravity pool and they basically crash into earth they do like the world's longest skydive technically they do and the the suits like you hit a button and the suits come apart have a parachute and there's a parachute she gets knocked out apart. And he has to grab her, hook him onto his parachute. And I swear to God, the parachute looked like the hang glider from attacking from uh, Escape from L.A. with Kurt Russell. Oh. When he does the hang glider thing <laughs> <laughs> that everyone makes fun of. Yeah. Because this ain't a normal parachute. It's like wings or something that pop out. <laughs> and I immediately go, you guys wanted to get sued. By John Carpenter. You're just trying. I swear you knew really, what you were doing. Really, if we get sued by John Carpenter, then we get John Carpenter's autograph. That's so. like us getting a DMCA. <laughs> Damn it, you guys Alice are Cooper. brilliant. You yeah, guys are like, brilliant. And they throw $20 million into a movie. We'll call it a movie, right? Yeah. And that's how we'll get John movie. Carpenter's attention. Oh, we'll do it. We're in. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> So they land on a freeway. So thankfully they landed in the same place where they took off from. He gets immediately arrested. I'm like, didn't someone relay well, yeah. the message? He's still a prisoner. <laughs> that, uh, you know, this guy just saved the president's daughter. <laughs> and then we end up right back in the interrogation room from where we began. And then we get the ending to the story of, uh, they find the briefcase, a briefcase at least. Emily puts all the pieces together. We watch her go get it and everything. She solved the puzzle that I never would have solved. I mean, like, that guy was just rambling up there. Yeah, she solves it. Snow is t- 
talking to his one buddy that's been helping him this whole time. Well, and I let him know that Mace is up there. Yeah. Like, like convinced him, like, go up there, dude. He's like, man, I'm sorry. You know, you didn't find what you wanted to find. And Snow goes, I found it. What do you mean? He goes, oh, no, I, I got the briefcase. Really? He goes, and Snow yells back to one of the guards, hey, man, bring that up here. They put the briefcase on the table, and his buddy immediately goes and does the combination and opens it, and there's nothing in it. And he's, like, confused, and Snow goes, that's funny. I didn't tell you the combination. It's this whole realization that this guy's been in it, He's been in the on it. He's bad guy the whole time, and which he, I do not understand at all. <laughs> well, if you're involved and there's evidence out there, you want to get that evidence in your hand. So he's helping Snow figure out where the evidence is. Because okay, okay. Every, you know they, but I don't know what the evidence is. Is the problem? Well, no, that's that's the golden briefcase from Pulp. Okay, Fiction. that's true. Um, we never it's, know exactly, except that it's really bad, and this guy's supposed to go to prison, and Snow ends up marketing with a a, a prisoner mark that means you're a snitch on his you're face. You're a rat. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff we skipped over in this movie that is all explained. It's not Apparently that. there was a little bit more planned out than I thought there was. But, hey, yeah, because she asked why do they do that to themselves, and he goes, "Well, he got burnt because he's a snitch." That was the whole thing to lead up to this ending. Yeah, he takes uh, his lighter. Yep, because he's been playing with the lighter the whole time, so it's been heated up. Yeah, that it's Frank. It's get him. Frank's lighter too. So Frank gave it to him at the beginning when he got shot, and Peter Stormare walks in, and goes, "Well, I." Guess I was wrong. You're free to go. That's essentially what it felt like. Take your leather jacket and your smokes and get <laughs> yeah, out of here. He's the no only one guy. smokes in 2079. Yeah. And that's a whole thing in um, Escape from New York was the whole smoking thing. <laughs> Got a cigarette. Um, he walks out of the prison. He uh, goes to light his cigarette and it won't light. And it's those Zippo kind of lighters. Yeah. And he pulls it out, and lo and behold, what's on the bottom of Frank's cigarette lighter? A SIM card to a cell phone? A, a micro SD card. Yep. Which I was also like, well, what the hell is that? And he takes it off <laughs> and Frank's goes. Frank's evidence towards something. He says something like, damn it, Frank, or something like that. Yeah, and, I mean, it might as well have been like yeah. classic Frank. Yeah. Ah, Frank and then got we me got again. This smooth saxophone as he rides off into the sunset. Not enough saxophone nope. in this movie. Who is waiting for him at the outside of, I don't know, prison? Where it was the, the prison. Yeah, it was yeah. the prison. Is the president's daughter with her hair cleaned? It's now still chopped, but it's blonde again. And they have Less this kidnapped. like touching moment. You think they're gonna kiss? She punches him because I owed you that from earlier. So aha, throwback to when you hit a girl let's remind everyone what you did and <laughs> then they go to get ice cream and make a sex joke End and then that, that, that was it i was like oh cool we got a stockholm syndrome ending she's like let's we'll see how it goes it depends on how good you are in bed and he goes well it gives me a good 10 minutes <laughs> fair what i expected an action movie that's what i got you know it's... the movie knew it was meant to be dumb fun um yeah for the most part it hasn't aged too bad 
No, I, I mean, enjoyed I really enjoyed the hell just, out of it last it night. It was the haircut scene. One thing I was like, ooh, let's not do that. <laughs> My whole thing was the lazy writing for how everyone breaks out of what should be a perfect prison. You know what I mean? They're all asleep. The only yeah, reason by all means this is very easy. <laughs> look, the only reason what happened in uh, Demolition Man was because they had to do their parole hearings. This one was there's no chance of parole. I don't need to pull you out of stasis for this. But we happen to have a one button. If you press that button, everyone wakes up at once. Yeah. All speaking <laughs> of the one button scene when they turn on the auto turrets for the prison. I also scenes. I also laugh at that scene because they they know there's defenses. They bring an engineer in. He uncovers the button, and the crazy brother gets ready to push it. And his older brother's like, "No, not yet." And he just like a little kid hovers around the button <laughs> until someone's not looking and hits it and goes, "Oops, sorry, sorry, sorry," and walks away. <laughs> Uh, other than Guy Pierce, this guy stole the movie. So yeah, like those two together, it's just yeah. a shame they don't get a lot of screen time together. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. But all right, man, uh, we have an unusual body count, so let's just, let's jump yeah, into this. Let's do this. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count body count so um i know i've said in the past that if i can't find anything online i would rewatch the movie and count it myself i didn't because <laughs> i was like there's gotta be someone that did the body count on here no nate and nah. i both have torn it apart now what we can do though is we can surmise a pretty good estimate we got an idea so they do say that this prison holds 500 of the worst of the worst from the American prison system. And they blow up the space station at the end of the movie and only snow and Emily get off. So we're at 500 off the bat. Boom. Boom. Now we have the crew and engineers from what we see in the movie. I'm counting about 15 because they hang their badges on that little wall thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wanting to say it's about 15 or 16. But we also have to, I guess, account for how many space workers does it take to run a space prison? Space COs. Well, we already know at least two space construction workers were killed because they were outside working on the thing the whole time. Does insurance cover their deaths for their family? It better. And then we have the space cops who are flying around whenever they turn on the auto turrets and get shot down. Then the ones that come in to blow it up, there's a bunch that get shot down. We're going to put out a number. It's not verified. There is some people that die at the beginning of the movie during the whole Frank scene. Frank dies. Um, I'm giving it a number of 550. I want to say there's that's probably fair. at least If we 50. were to round it. Sure. Yeah. I I, I want to say that. Now, if someone wants to go through and double check that, I might even get froggy one day because I'll watch this movie again. I'm probably going to put it back on in the shop today when I'm done. Um, 
I may I may just try to calculate the the space fighters is the big one. I don't know how many cops die in the spaceships, um, but I'm giving it a good round number of 550 for this this movie's nice. body count. Nice, yeah, that's a yeah. big asterisk. <laughs> this is also going to be difficult. Yeah, our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Nate, you gotta go first on kill. Yeah, Luke. there's not really any iconic uh, kills in this movie. Just so one. That's I'm going really... with the only one. It's the breach charge blown off the head. Yeah, now, that I mean, that's the one that sticks out the most. The rest are just some pretty standard. Someone gets shot. Most time, it's not even people getting shot by snow. It's them killing each other. Yeah. And even then, you don't even have like a good like prisoner killing a guard moment or something like that. Like. I we so, can have the guy that sleepy is sleepy head and walks off a platform. I'm almost thinking about that one. I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's death of the week, though, not kill of the week. Good point. I can't pick breach charge because that was the kill that pissed me off the first few times I watched this movie. I totally was bad. like, they robbed me of the pay it was jason seven all over again <laughs> i got robbed of the, the camera payoff. cut away because the mpaa so i believe the one that gets the best reaction from me is the warden's death where they shoot him out of the airlock okay. no i like that you found something <laughs> and then uh heidel goes yeah he's about to say something ah that's I get that whole kill segment and joke. Yeah, it's a good kill segment. So oh. kill of the week is. I'm glad we were able one. to at least find something. We did. We did. Instead of just going, nope, scrap it. <laughs> the whole the whole space station blew up and everyone died. That you was know, our that, kill. That was it. You know, I'm space not space station go boom. I'm not going to pick Mace. That one kind of broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, I'll be damned if I'm going to be happy Frank died. I don't know. Maybe the shot through the on the uncut version where uh, snow shoots the guy through the mouth and it yeah. splatters on the wall. But I, I'm I'm sticking with the warden. That, that there was you go. my kill. So, uh, all right. So, Ali on time. It is Ali on time. <laughs> all right, Nate. You got to lead us off again. All right, so there is clearly a better movie that this movie wants to be that's out there. Yes. So I just put that in my mind when I was rating this, and I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give it a 6.5. I think it is a perfectly serviceable action movie that has a lot of fun, that knows it's a dumb, fun movie, and it's just there for you to have a good time. It's quick. It's an hour and a half long, like so it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's a solid 90-minute movie, man. Boom, done. Guy Pierce is responsible for most of that rating because like, he is just so good in this movie. From the opening punch of him getting punched and like just being a smartass, it doesn't stop. There's not a moment where it's like, oh, now the movie's starting to lose steam. Oh, now the movie's really starting to pace itself towards the end. Like He does such a good job of carrying this movie. That is just a shame that him and Heidel don't have like a big. There's no big uh, good guy versus bad guy brawl, you know. No, not really. But I don't think it hurts the movie all that bad. Oh, Heidel would have been broken half from 
two more punches. That, I think that's snow. the difference was because you know? Snow does punch him and he's out. And I, I think that lends itself to anyone that would have went toe-to-toe with Snow. Snow obviously is the more trained and more prepared. He's going against prisoners who just woke up from a Steven Seagal coma. Yeah, how are, they, how are they not all, like, atrophied? You yeah, know? they should all have jelly legs. Exactly. Uh, so, space prison of everyone crawling around Army Man style. Space jelly. Um, <laughs> so I guess that leaves me. Um, yes, what is yours? I, I'm i going to kind of do this a little little weird, but I guess eh, not really. If I was only rating the PG-13 version of this... It would be like a five, you know, but because I watched the uncut version and I had reignited my love of this movie when it started streaming again, I believe the power of Guy Pierce, the added violence that I expected originally. And now that I know they actually filmed it kind of helps. It's not like they added it in. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because you can usually tell when something like that is. Yeah, if they go, it's not like a weird camera angle. Let's George Lucas it, you know, let's special edition it. No, it's like, okay, I know you didn't intend to make a PG-13 movie. Um, I'm going to go just a half over you and I'm going to call it a seven. Um, And it's really because I, I, I know I've watched it more than you. I feel justified because I hated this movie for years to where. I would have never bought like it. I, said, I would have never seen could be a huge turnoff for everyone. It really can. Um, but the rest the movie saves itself, basically. So I'm I'm giving lockout seven Alleyongs. I'm I'm happy with that. Nice, nice. Well, Charlie, you know what this means. Yeah, buddy. Oh yes. Oh god. Oh, you keep <laughs> stepping on it. Here's Ross, kid. There we go. Because yeah, I hate it. <laughs> they keep stepping so, on the drop. I only found one that I really liked. Did I write it 10 years ago? <laughs> mm, yeah, from 2012, so maybe. <laughs> that's when it came out, 2012. And I was like, I always just go for one star. So I was like, let me try to find one that's a little bit more fun. And this one's like the longest one I've read. So this is a three out of 10, and it's by Artist Spetros. Awful, unrealistic, low-budget crap. He says, you want a review? Fine. Three words. Unrealistic, low-budget crap. Those are the words that define this movie. My brain is always searching for unrealistic things in real life and in movies. Every movie should make us believe like that's going on in real life. Okay. 99% 99% of movies because the remaining 1% is just dumb movies meant to trouble our minds. This movie was in those 99%. It must have been unbelie- it must have been believable. Unfortunately, it never was. So the cons for this movie. Fakeness through all the movie. For example, ordering a destructive assault on space prison and suddenly some wild random fighting planes appear and all get shot down by the prison's defense system. Yeah, right. No huge nukes. Nothing like that. Let's fight a tank with forks. Very realistic. Armed guards run three meters after the hero and misses every shot. Very realistic. 
some idiot just steals a weapon off Secret Service with his arms tied? Very realistic. Prison is breached and taken over by one destroyed window, visitor slash prisoner, and one gun? Very realistic. And those are only the few. I'm too tired to write more. All those low-budget special effects, especially those during the first part of the movie, runaway scene, those were the moments when I wanted to turn this crap off. Why not one or nor two? Because even this movie is bad. It's still better than all those octopus versus mega shark out there whose directors should be sent to Mars for their crimes against humanity and some other idiot crap. Compared to those movies, this was even enjoyable. Three out of ten is a fair score, and I don't know why anyone would rate this movie better than this. I would not recommend this movie to anyone, only to those who are related to poor actors in this movie or something like that. Thank God I didn't have to pay for this, because then I would have to sue people for stealing my money. If you can't make a proper movie, don't. It's the 21st century. Movies come out all the time. There's no place for crap like this. And even if some moron wants to give his money for a movie like this, make it better than this. At least make the story slash production believable. I don't think that man likes space. Wow. <laughs> all movies have to be realistic. What was that? I do not know. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings was realistic. Rocky uh, Balboa? Yeah. There's no way an old man would jump into a boxing Dra ring. Jurassic Park. Yeah, realistic. Clerks? There's no way anyone would work at a convenience store. Ugh. What? I don't, I don't know. There he made I, a I couple of he made a couple of decent points, but no. He made that's... points that we pointed out, but we also go, eh, it kinda adds to the charm of the movie. Yeah, no. I after a while all I heard was fart noise. That's that's pretty much all I heard. Yeah, that's all um, that's coming out of him. Yeah. It, uh, it's it's done. Yeah. And you know what? This guy gets the coveted. We're actually going to call you out, and you are. Your trash, kid. I can't yeah. wait till we get a different drop. I need to, I need to scour the internet. Yeah, but you still got to convince me to use it. Your trash, kid. You right. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, ha! Well, we covered lockout. Our first entry in space. In space. Space. <laughs> For the rest of the month, we have now, let's see, this is, yep, this is releasing right at the beginning of June. So the rest of the month will be space movies. It might even go space horror, space action, space action horror. Actually, that's, that's it. 100% <laughs> accurate. And it may We're actually, not doing Airplane 2, because if we did, then we were doing space comedy. Well, we're not doing Fast, was it Fast X? Then the last one that I still haven't seen, but I know they go to space. I haven't watched it yet either. I need to. Um, yeah, everybody goes to space. That's the whole. That's the trope we're doing. We're following that age-old classic of going to space. And so uh, next week will be a horror movie in space. I say next week we come back with a list of stuff that should be in space. I think Nate needs to movies bring that have back. not been in space. But will take place in space. You need to bring back your patented list. I've I've had 
ones of responses that the werewolf occupation needs to come back. Oh, um, ones of responses. <laughs> ones of responses. Well, um, I'm on vacation this week, so I got a lot of time to write. You can write out a bunch of uh, werewolves in space. Oh, how's that not happen? They're there werewolves, we and they got the little astronaut helmet, and that helmet's got two little uh, divots, or goes up for their ears. Yeah, but their tails are sticking out of the suit. Oh, yeah, they definitely have to be sticking out. They have to be, to be sticking yeah. out. So, And they still uh, wag. So, yeah, everybody stay tuned for more Gimme Back My Action and Gimme Back My Horror in Space. And if you want to follow along or yell at us about something we got right, got wrong, it doesn't matter, just interact with us, please. You can find us on all social media sites from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Nate's blowing up a little bit on TikTok the other day. So uh, we'll see how long he can keep that streak going. 10,000 views. It's no big deal. It's no big, no bigs, no bigs. It's whatever. I hope yep. one of them at least listened to the podcast. Right. Can we turn that into listens? That's the trick. <sighs> um, and I don't know if it'll be out by the time you guys hear this, but we have a compilation with another podcast coming out, I will not uh, say what it is just yet, just in case. Yeah, because I don't know when it's coming out. <laughs> we don't know the release date, but we do know when we're recording. So we'll throw that out there right now. So a lot going on. Tomorrow. And yeah, <laughs> as we're recording this, literally behind the curtains, we just got done recording a horror episode. Uh, we recorded this one right after it. And tomorrow we record our uh, compilation with another podcast. So, uh Busy weekend for us, Nate. Very busy. <laughs> it's still, it's Saturday afternoon. Got to get right everything now. in before Nate leaves the state. <laughs> Nate leaves, then uh, Nate comes then back. Charlie leaves. Char <laughs> Charlie comes to Ohio, and we'll see if we can do some fun things while Charlie is up there near Nate and near Pete and see if we can get some shenanigans started. Speaking of shenanigans, you should go check out all of our other podcasts on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. We have Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks, and Tales from the Haunt featuring Flynn Hendricks and Just Jeff. So look us all up. We're all on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, everywhere. Once you find one of us, you can pretty much find the rest of the shows. We hope you're all listening. Please share it out there. Give us some reviews. Yeah, share, review, get the word out there. Uh, we need the, we we the groups are a help. lot of fun. They are. Yeah, the the groups are doing good. The whole the action one every day is climbing in memberships. Uh, we're, I think we're right almost six hundred and fifty at this point right now. There's it, constantly people sharing stuff. And yep. Constantly people giving you know reviews like the one idiot you just heard. So. Well, we got that. Uh, also, if you're, uh, we haven't done our own YouTube yet, but if you enjoy stuff on YouTube, you can always find me over at the Action Elite on usually Fridays. We did do a Wednesday night the other night because, again, someone else was leaving. Owen was going out of the country. Um, but we have a roundtable about action movies and sit there and talk about them. So we're everywhere if you want to find more. But, again, help us with the algorithm. Facebook and Instagram just do not want you to do good. Apparently, they that's how I know feel. that we exist. So if I you really can rate us, that helps. Rate it, share it, whatever you can do. Let's let's get the uh, beacon out to everyone. Tell them we're going to space. 
you ever been to space camp you have a friend that you met in space camp send them our, our uh, podcast link so we would really appreciate that and if you're in space go ahead and give us a listen right uh if you're on this listening to us on the space station i don't know how i would get that metric uh, i'd have to check with podbean um but it would be awesome if uh all of a sudden a little space station popped up on my map and they'd be like yeah. they're listening up there it's awesome they're on the hubble yeah I need more Australian listeners too. That that continent doesn't get lit up enough. I think I've only ever gotten one. So Australia, if you're <laughs> listening, if we said something that offends you, we take it back. But not yep. you, friend. We take it back now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate, I'm done. Anything you need to bring up? Uh uh well, this is kind of cool. Danzig's water bottle hit me in the face, so now I'm 5% more evil. Excellent. You got a plus 5 from Danzig. Yeah, that, I forever have that stat. I like it. I dig it. Yep. How- and then I didn't get COVID, but my buddy did. So Danzig gave my buddy COVID. You heard it here. Well, you're now immune because you're plus 5 Danzig. A- exactly. That's- also, though, when Danzig's water that he just drank out of hit me in the face, I went, uh <laughs> As one went, oh, please don't give me COVID. <laughs> Nate was so excited yet wanted to yell ooh the entire time. Yeah, the entire time. Like, oh, God, this was too much. <laughs> That's all I got, though. That's all you got. I wanted to share that little fun story. There you go. Yeah. All right, Bubba. Um, I, I don't know why I have to keep cueing you to cue me. I don't know. Like, I, Yeah, that is true. So I, I guess what's the good word, Charlie? Nate, here's your apple juice. Here's your shotgun. Don't talk to strangers. So, Nate, in space, is the space werewolf always a werewolf because the moon is always out? Yeah, that's the curse. So That's he- my secret, Charlie. I'm always a werewolf. Makes sense. <laughs>